0: Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore
1: Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. Subscribe to us on YouTube, like all our videos. Um, it's just audio, but still a video.
0: Go back to all of the episodes. Watch them all, like them all, and then
1: share them all. And as always, we talk judging in MMA, so make sure you read the scoring criteria. They might think that
0: I'm, like, joking, but I'm I'm really saying to you, you should probably take all of the time out of your life and just do that thing we'll, that I just said. We'll
1: take the extra views. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. no not we will. Like, you, you've been commanded to do so.
1: Well, that's kind of the side effect of going back to everyone and, and liking it. Yeah. So we get more views. I know. Just, yeah. I just want people to do my bidding. <laughs> that's really all it comes down to. Um, Dan, how are you? I am. I'm okay.
0: You're okay. Just okay.
1: I'm very happy the Giants won. <laughs> I am very upset. The ALCS didn't end tonight. Well, I'm not. Um, no, no, no. It should have ended four two in favor of the Tiger of uh, the Rangers. Oh, I see. Um, I, Dolis Garcia. I wish he would have pimped his home run a little bit more tonight. He had a grand slam. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they were already up by two or or, or three or they 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 won were up by seven. Point. Yeah, it was. they were up by three yeah. already. Yeah. But still would have been perfect if he just walked around the bases, not even jog. Mm-hmm. Would have loved it. What
0: would have been really interesting is if he, like, went up to somebody and, like, kicked them in the, the groin, and then he was not penalized for it, but he was given a warning. Exactly. That would exactly. that would be very interesting. That would. I I think that would liven up baseball a little bit if there was, like, at least two groin shots you were allowed without penalty. Mm-hmm. You should you should be allowed that. Sometimes I don't know why three. I'm talking about this. This is kind of a random thing. I, I this is unrelated to anything, obviously. Un- completely unrelated. Yeah, yeah. Um But I, I do think that would liven up baseball. Um, I do actually. Yeah. You know, speaking of kicking people in the nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe not. A speaking of that, but I do want to get over to the fighting side. I don't. I don't care about baseball or football right now, man. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Um, before we even get into the weekend events um, and the officiating and the judging and the ringside doctoring and all this stuff that we're going to be talking about. We got to touch on the fact that there was a video put out. Uh, the video was shared by Bellator with MMA fighting of the Bellator 300 post-mortem in California. Yeah, that was... That was a really cool thing to finally see. I don't know why we can't do it every event. I mean, I know a lot of reasons why we can't. I know... And I can understand some of the reasons why there is resistance to that idea, even from some officials and and uh, and from regulators. But I mean, we saw it in action here. And granted, you can tell there's a little bit of like probably simplifying things and making sure things are a little bit more clear because, hey, there's people actually watching this time. And maybe we're going to oversimplify it in ways that probably a bunch of very experienced officials and regulators would not be talking in the way they were but nonetheless it was a very helpful look into what we hear officials talk about when they talk about a round, when they talk about why they scored around one way or the other so it was really interesting that this was put on camera in an official capacity from a commission for everybody to see and i thought that was really fantastic
1: yeah, they had everyone in there all the refs the, the, the one thing that was interesting to me especially was when he asked frank Trigg. He said, Frank, you were in that Andy fight, Andy Foster, Frank? yeah. Yeah, Andy Foster asked Frank Trigg if he was refing a certain fight they were discussing. I believe it was a 10-8 score. And he said, did you have 10-8? Yes. And and Frank was like, uh, I mean, it's kind of tough for me to, to score while I'm in there, but I, I think I was getting close. So I thought that was interesting. They asked the ref how he was scoring the fight. I think it's interesting that they
0: involved the whole conversation and the people in place there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that is not surprising to me that, Someone who is refereeing cannot necessarily uh, very distinctly say, yeah, I'm close to that because he's thinking about other things. Right. But but it, the idea was that, hey, were you thinking about
1: stopping it? Yeah.
0: Right. But it makes sense
1: now that we, we could put the other three judges in the cage and judge while in the cage.
0: Yes. We need to that put more be, people in yeah. the cage. That's probably a great idea. For sure. Mm-hmm. I, I see it. no
1: drawback. I don't see one at all. Sir, I, I see comedy, my friend. Yeah, I see comedy too. Yeah, it'd be that's, great. That's not great though. <laughs> I think it's great.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's great for some people. But
1: the, them pushing each other out of the way, trying yes. to get a better look, yes, be that great. would be horrible. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> get the ref out of. Excuse me. I just want to see how close this uh, this. Think of is all here. the
1: gifts that we get. <laughs> God,
0: <laughs> this would be horrifying. I can't believe you have even put this into the world. It's a terrible I thing. I put it to in put out the world there. There before. I dare you? It's fantastic. You are a horrible person. But nonetheless. Uh, to to the point. I don't. We don't need to belabor this or anything because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. But I did. I was just glad to see this, and I think it was a proof of concept. Yes, we could put this out here. People could talk about it a little bit. And granted, they weren't discussing anything um, that was maybe hot on the tongues of anybody. You know, there wasn't really controversy on the judging side that came out of Bellator 300 in any way. Certainly not on the rounds and uh, officiating aspects that were being spoken about.
1: Yeah, I wonder if this was a uh, maybe. Maybe we'll do it. And then they're like, "Okay, coming back, we'll do it." Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't want to speculate about that. I have no idea, but because they're very, they keep everything close to the vest. They don't want to. They don't want this stuff out. But
0: there. Andy Foster has has always shown to be willing to do things
1: a little differently than other officials. I'm uh, glad it was. Regulators. I'm glad it was. A, I'm glad it was a major athletic commission that did it. And nothing against it any it other get...
0: commissions. We we have sat in um from a in, in an auditory. Um, standpoint on Kansas's postmortem for for an Evicta show, right? And That's not Kansas what I'm saying. Kansas has been very open and that kind of thing. But yes, it's very. I'm different. saying
1: that a a big one like California or Nevada doing this makes it puts more light on it. I think. I think it's, video is
0: just what puts more light on it. People don't. It's. I bring this up because. I think people understand it. it's a it's kind of a touch point that a lot of people understand, but it's it's such a crappy thing to bring up, right? Um, when Ray Rice decked his fiance mm-hmm. on camera, mm-hmm. people started to take athletes committing domestic violence against their against women uh in a very different way than before we saw it actually happen on camera. and the reason I bring that up is because I think in a similar sense, people don't really react to um things that they hear or things that they read in the same way that things that they see
1: okay i get what you're saying but that was a, that was a, a brutal brutal video i mean it was horrible that was I,
0: i'm not trying to get into a i don't want to break down the technique of ray rice just de- no, i'm not saying, I'm not, already, I'm that's, not saying that. that's horrible i'm but. saying
1: the shock value to that type of video it was very different but but i mean, I,
0: I mean listen i write for a living right i understand where people go like to get their information in 2023. They, they like video. That's where it's a lot of it's really going. Yeah, if
1: you can tell me what's going on, I'm down for that. Exactly. So uh,
0: the point here is that, yes, we put a video out here. It's a lot different than even if someone was sitting in the room transcribing it and someone read about it later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is very different to watch it happen in real time. You can see how a conversation kind of unfolds mm-hmm. and people just naturally talk about things in a confident and, and clear way. And I think that's the type of thing that helped us understand this stuff a lot better was talking to people who do it mm-hmm. and hearing that conversation be done. You know, um, most people don't get that. This is this is a peek behind the wall. You're a fly. On the, you're not really a fly on the wall because it's like they're sort of aware the fly is there and kind of making sure the fly understands what's going on. But it, it was it was still very helpful. I like I was glad that they yeah, did it. it and I hope great. they do it again. And I hope other commissions see, hey. This isn't the worst
1: thing to do. Do it all the time.
0: Yeah, um, but anyway, let's 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 focus in on UFC 294 because we, like you said, we do have a lot to talk about in very myriad capacities here. Before we get to those, even too, let's, let's real quick, we, you know, we like to do our little opening kind of unfolding what's happening from UFC 294. I want to start with Islam Makhachev. Obviously, got an emphatic win over Alexander Volkanovski, knocked him out first round. Head kick, follow-up strikes, ended it, and Volk was very definitely out. Um, Absolutely no questions or controversy about who was the better man on that particular night, or if afternoon, if you want to call it, you know, based on the United States, but uh, (laughs) this is in UAE. The question I have for you, my friend. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you beat Makachev? Because now, like you, you think about it. it's like, well, you got to keep him on the feet. It's like, you know, maybe he's not going to finish these top level guys like someone like a Volk. And he finished him very cleanly.
1: Uh outside interference uh, with a chair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Special guest referee. Yeah, Stone sweet. Cold's the ref, and he, yeah, okay, delivers a stunner for sure. Okay,
1: that's that's what you do. Interesting. Um, but it did. But a lot of people made sense. The the one fight I want to see now is like I'm I'm kind of I love. Charles Oliveira, but I kind of don't want to see that fight next. Now I want to see Justin Gaethje versus Islam.
0: I do think that we still have the key to beating him is to keep it upright. I, you know, I think that's really where you want it. But but
1: now you just have to be so you have to respect the striking because the power is there. I think we. I think I think everyone always respected his striking. It's just that to a certain degree, sure. It's just that his grappling is is where it's where he's best. Right. And, like i'd say on a scale from one to five like his grappling's a five and his striking compared to his grappling's like a three. Oh, oh, one to f- five being the best yeah i see okay yeah
0: um I, I mean i don't disagree i do think people respected his striking to at least some degree i don't think people thought of him as like a damian maya kind of thing where it's like well he's kind of useless standing but it's a lot to he, think he, about d- while you're in there if you're knocking somebody out you know on the come up or something like that. It's a little different or finishing them on the ground. It's a lot different than when you finish someone in a championship fight, especially someone who's a fellow champion who's never been stopped before. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a big deal. And I think that's the type of thing that should be able to change the perspe- the perception of a fighter in terms of well, how much respect can you end up giving them because well now now we've seen him knock out someone who's never been knocked out before this isn't someone who's getting somebody who's chinny this isn't somebody who you know maybe was out of his league i think we understand that alexander volkanovsky is very much in his league oh yeah for so sure. to see that I, I i but yeah i think i would agree it's definitely got to be somebody who can keep it standing um and and outstrike him probably somebody who can take away his legs you know, that's why I, I yeah. do like the idea of a Gaethje, but I wonder if Gaethje's got the takedown defense to hold up. I mean I don't know about that.
1: He's a very good wrestler.
0: Yeah, maybe not the best defensive wrestler.
1: So, so it's, it's weird. It's like... When, especially
0: against someone. Like, when? We saw it against Khabib. It didn't quite work out. Right. You know?
1: But the thing with Islam is he's so he's good everywhere. So, even you got to worry about, like, when Israel Adesanya fought Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland didn't have to worry about getting taken down or any grappling, really, at all. He just had to worry about striking. Cause that's not what Izzy's going to do. Sure. That's not the case with with someone like Islam. Yeah. So
0: he's got a lot of weapons. Very well rounded. Yeah. Um. He's a he's a real problem. I we're gonna have to start asking whether he or or, Khabib is the better talent. At some point, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to get into that conversation yet. But so we we'll got other things to talk point, about. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have defenses. another chance to talk about it. So we'll, we'll got, keep the table of that conversation. But I got, think it's interesting.
1: He's only got two defenses under his belt against one guy from. 45. Well, he didn't have too many either, man. So I know that's true. That's true.
0: And yeah, there's <laughs> the one loss, but then you know, there's also people will point out the the Clayson fight, which I think we got to revisit too at some point for maybe past judgment.
1: Yeah, I, I think Clayson definitely won.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Let's go on to Alexander Volkanovski though, because this, obviously it's a big setback for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we're ever going to see him at 155 as uh, against Islam Makhachev again. Do you ever want to see him? Period at 155.
1: Probably. Or Would you rather stick him? No, nah, just keep him where he's where he's great. 145. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's how I so. feel. I wrote a whole column about it actually. Mm-hmm. If you want to go read it at nypost.com/slash/mma, you'll find it there. But yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think I think he needs to stay where he's great. Mm-hmm. I like I like how you said that because that's more or less what I wrote about last. Nice, night. yeah. Did you didn't read my stuff? I, know. I didn't. Know. I know. No, <laughs> not not I a ne- reader.
1: I never even know when it's out. You used to tell me when it was out, and then I'd okay, I'd go open it and read it. Hey, damn, it's out now. But okay,
0: yeah, you can oh, read it. But you used to tell me.
1: Look, hey, I wrote this. I, let
0: me let me wait here. And we're going to pause the show. We're well, not going to pause the show. We're just going to let dead air, and you're going to read.
1: It's going to be a while. I read read in your head. That's I, fine. That's fine. I, this I is what people stuff.
0: wanted to tune into our show for.
1: I've been trying to read the Killers of the Flower Moon book before we go see it next week. Bro, Just watch the movie. I know, but I wanted what to do read you mean the next week? we have seen it in like read... two days. Yeah, but it is technically next week, right? Sunday's a new week. Okay, so this week we're going to see it. Mo- it's Monday today, to read... sir. I wanted to read the book. Everyone's listening to Monday. Yeah, that's true. It's actually Monday
0: right now. All right. <laughs> anyway, we're getting the semantics here. Yeah, you don't want to see him at 55. I don't really want to see him at 55 either unless, like, look, if there's a lot of money being thrown in him to fight, like, somebody, which probably the class would be uh, Connor, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, keep him at 45, man. Yeah. I, I think I think he could still continue to do damage down there. I think, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's the whole... Um, I saw Luke Thomas talking about this, like the the curse of 35 where fighters kind of drop, especially under 170 pounds. They drop kind of precipitously at age 35. He is 35. I don't know if we're going to see that with him, man. I, I know this is a setback, but I still feel like he is distinctly ahead of everybody at 145 pounds in a way that other people really have not been for a while.
1: I think January will tell us everything. I mean, sure. It uh, when he fights see. Ilya. Yeah. So.
0: He might make Ilya look silly. He could.
1: Cilia, that's a that's a bio- biology term right? It sure is. Cilia? I believe
0: cilia is uh, uh isn't that the the hairs yeah, like, on a uh, a single-celled organism that help it move around?
1: I don't know what the function is, but I thought I it think was that's a, what it like is. I think that the little thing.
0: hairs that are attached to a, a single-celled organism okay. that help it move around. Right. Um like like a, like an amoeba or something like that. Yeah. then there, then there's the the other type of hair that some of them have. We're gonna make this a biology show now. Um, there's one hair that's called a flagellum, I think, and that's what—that's another type of thing that they help move. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. Uh, yeah, also, I might okay. be making all this up. I don't think I am, but I said I'm really smart, and if I'm wrong, I'm really dumb. Yeah, because I think I'm smart and I'm wrong. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, more biology. Hamzat Shmaiev. He's a person. He is good. They're they're humans. Yes, people human. are humans. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Did this particular human uh look like he would have been better than Sean Strickland in a title? The yeah. the, the version we saw of him
1: on Saturday without the broken hand for sure. Okay. Uh cuz that's what I I don't think he got tired, I think he broke his hand and was like kind of like oh, what do I do? Okay. I don't I don't think couldn't quite figure it out, yeah. I don't think there's a gas tank issue there. Um I do think he should be and would would beat Sean Strickland. I think I think Usman would beat Sean Strickland. I kind of feel strong Strickland is just a placeholder, and I guess that's a bit unfair because he just beat Israel Adesanya. But you can assign what you I want think, to him; mean, he
0: hasn't proven enough over time.
1: It's it's more that Izzy had a bad night. We don't, I don't want to go back into that. But, sure, sure. So it's, I do it's a think, whole other conversation. I think Hamza hands down beats Sean Strickland.
0: I would have tended to agree, and I still think you know you put the two of them against each other. I, I would I would think that Shemaya finds a way to win, but I man, I don't know. I I can't rule it out. I really can't. Um, I don't know what it was that hampered him on that night. Yeah, you might be right. It also, did... really, might have been that he got tired, or it could be a combination of both. And we don't know what. I don't know. He wasn't. Really... looks like over five rounds. We've never seen him in a five rounder. He's avoided that no, so I, far.
1: I think the fight with Burns was was a more taxing fight than what we saw on Saturday, and he didn't really look that tired.
0: I guess it's also now a year and a half ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been a
0: while, man. <laughs> we have not seen a whole lot of Shemaya. From um, the guy
1: who fought twice in ten days, right? Yeah, he did. did I the think it was too. was it
0: ten days or was it? Yeah, I think it was ten days. I think you're right. Um, yeah, to he's not kept very busy for long a while. Breaks. Yeah, big long break. Now that he's at 185, and I think probably absolutely 100 percent done with 170. That doesn't look like yeah. a possibility anymore.
1: Plus, he had that huge, that terrible bout with COVID, like where he was like, I might be done. Sure. Fighting, so.
0: Yeah, a lot. A lot has changed him over the years, um, from a biological standpoint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See what I did there. But I don't know. I I, I don't think Sean's. I, I'm kind of inclined to feel like you. I actually I actually think that Kamaru Usman would have a better chance of beating Sean Strickland than Hamza Chimaev. I actually okay. do. Okay. And I do still think there is a, an argument to be made for. And we'll get into this probably on the contested rounds. But I do think there's still an actual argument to be made that in the right commission, if that fight takes place, Kamaru Usman might actually win the fight.
1: I know where you're going. I I disagree wholeheartedly. Actually, uh, all right. like we'll a s- lot. Let's
0: say let's save it for, for and that's actually a round so we, we probably
1: it. were supposed to talk about for a ten-seven. Let's watch. let's talk about so, it when
0: we get to contested rounds. We can we can yeah, lead off with that, even right. though it's not a contested round. Um, but anyway, let's let's move on to uh, not contested rounds. We're not even adventures officiating. We'll save that for a bit. Let's talk adventures in ringside doctoring, my friend. <laughs> Which is a, a a new segment that we hope never comes back. But I think we've got to address this here because we had, uh, this is a very rare occurrence. I feel like it's happened before, but it, it's hyper rare. Two no contests occurred at UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi. Um, both handled very differently in by the ringside doctor, a cage side doctor. Um Let's start with the one on the main card, Magomed Ankalaev. This was this is obviously the later of the two. Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker is ruled a no contest in the first round after Ankalaev land, lands a, a a blatantly illegal, probably not purposefully illegal knee to the chin of Johnny Walker. Doctor comes in, is checking him out, having some sort of conversation. It's kind of hard to truly pieced together i think they asked him what country he was in right or something like that which which (laughs) i think it was matt brown uh the immortal matt brown posted on twitter that johnny walker is the type of guy to not know what country he's in no matter what's going on so you know (laughs) maybe not the right question maybe there's a language barrier maybe there's a lot going on here felt like not enough chance was given to johnny here to to establish that he was of sound mind body to fight because I, I mean I don't know what you thought of that knee that didn't look like the most devastating of knees to have finished him off or anything. Well, he he ate it fine. Yeah. He
1: like okay, you just need me. The fight was you know halted, rightfully so mm-hmm. for the foul. Uh, and just one thing, I I don't know, did you see any of the post fight stuff? I believe it was Megan Olivi who reported that um, he, according to to Johnny's coaches, he answered, "I'm in the desert." I'm in the desert. <laughs> so, And then John Anik, and John Anik pointed out, he goes, listen, if someone asked me what country I was in, I'd say Abu Dhabi and I'd be wrong. Yeah, because that's not the country. Correct. Um, And they also said that he much would have preferred having a translator come in and, you know, you know, translate in his native tongue. So,
0: I mean, that, it does get tricky there, right? Because you can have a translator who's kind of feeding different answers on his behalf. Right. You know, you could. And, and, but- and I can understand why that gets a little bit. In, into a gray area.
1: If you have a neutral party, has to translate
0: it. We can we can find different questions for Johnny to answer other than this country that you basically never go to. Where are you? Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. Seriously, there might be some people who might say. I'm in Abu Dhabi, which is, I mean, technically it's an answer to where you are, but it is not the correct answer to the question that's being asked. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the doctor's looking for, but this doctor, we'll get into a second, uh, doesn't seem to understand where, you know, certain pieces of anatomy are uh, when they're impacted by other pieces of anatomy from other fighters. There's a whole lot of biology going yeah. on today. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was handled poorly. You know, I, I, You know, we had Dana White afterward was saying this was an inexperienced doctor and maybe there was a language kind of thing and I you know, who knows how much of this but, but like realistically the ufc is essentially the commission here mm-hmm. they're putting all these people in place they're also the people who allowed i believe it's at least three fighters to fight with I, staph infection i think it was two it's a, a minimum was, two and then yeah there was
1: a third person that was just that got sick okay on, during fight week or something
0: it was Victoria Dudikova who Was she, talking about oh I I had I had staff infections that are like essentially bleeding on like parts of her body. She didn't want to get into. Yeah. Who was the other one who had the staff? I can't remember.
1: Staff was um, Mike Breeden. I think Breeden fell, Breeden fell ill. Um, not sure who the other. There was were.
0: definitely a, a a second one though, and I and, yeah, it's, yeah, it's escaping me at this moment. But yeah, I mean, I would say the UFC felt very short here, unfortunately. Um,
1: well, we've yeah. seen we've seen other fighters fight. We've seen remember that that big that open sore that Matt Hamill had on his back. Yeah. That, you know, that was,
0: like... it's not the first time for sure, but to get back to the doctor here, I mean, this doctor I'm sure is a competent doctor, but again, I, I thought completely dropped the ball on this fight, especially because I don't know that it needed to be stopped. Cause realistically, if you're, if you're stopping it because this fighter is compromised in, in a way that Johnny Walker certainly didn't seem to be, I mean, how many points when legal strikes are landed and then they continue to fight on, would fighters be in the state that Johnny was in?
1: Yeah, I think he, I think he was 100% fine. He looked normal, like he fully normal. Fine.
0: He kind of always looks a little spaced out, <laughs> you know?
1: I handled poorly. It made me think of another thing for the rules. I think there is no such thing as an accidental foul. You foul them. You, you you threw the knee. There's nothing accidental about that. Right. I mean, it, maybe it's accidental. You didn't want to foul. You were you weren't
0: intentionally trying yeah. to commit something illegal so that you would get in trouble.
1: It's like it's like in <laughs> basketball. A guy goes up for a shot. You try to block and you catch yeah. part of his hand. Okay. Sorry, guys. He didn't mean to do that. We won't give him free throws. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel in no contest. They should handle it. Should just be a DQ. Mm-hmm. If a fight ends because of a foul, DQ. That's it. It be it takes so much take it. It would take a lot of pressure off referees to make make calls. That's it. You fouled. The fight ended because of it. You lose. That's it.
0: I see what you're saying. I I don't know if I'm necessarily agreeing with you yet, but I I don't hate it on the surface. I don't know. I'll, I'll think I don't, about it. You know. I'll it, give you another answer another day. I don't. I'm not there yet. In
1: this fight, I'm okay. Oh, it's, it's fine. But the next one we're going to talk about how that should be DQ. Hundred out of a hundred. You
0: know what? I'm yeah, actually. Let's move on to that other fight because I I think we've probably conquered this one. Um. Java Basharat against Victor Henry. Um Basharat. They have they have a round one. Everything, you know, it's a competitive round one. And then Basharat just nails Victor Henry in a way that there is no there's no way that Victor Henry could have potentially faked or looked for a way out or whatever. And not just because of his reputation. Forget that. I I, I know what a man writhing in pain looks like.
1: He has a you reputation? Can't act what he has a reputation as a tough guy oh oh okay. yeah, oh, no, okay.
0: as someone who doesn't want this stopped, right? you okay. know what I mean? like forget that put put that aside. I don't need to know anything about these two individuals to watch a man who's writhing in pain after a low blow. like the way he fell, my God,
1: he just drops to his knees he's like, oh,
0: no one does that to on purpose, you know like you can't fake it the way it was. It's ludicrous to think that. So when the doctor comes in and has the gall to say, no, it landed on your leg. And I love the immediate reaction from the, from the commentary booth here, uh, particularly John Anik. Where they're like, oh, come on. You know, it was, yeah. like, it was very much like what everyone was thinking. And you just don't see John in particular react so viscerally right away. Mm-hmm. But it was totally warranted. And I'm glad he did. Because this was absolutely a representation of how ludicrous this situation was. Where the doctor is telling him where he got hit.
1: No, you didn't get BS. hit B.S. You didn't get hit there, Scott. B.S. <laughs> I mean. Oh, it's so
0: bad. Amateur hour. Again, I'm sure he's a fine doctor. I, I don't think he doesn't understand where the anatomy is. But it. I mean, have you ever seen a person in pain before? Like, come on. This guy definitely got hit. I mean, what, could it have been that it was pinched or whatever? I don't want to talk about the distinct way in which his you know junk was was damaged but
1: scott nobody in the history of the world has reacted to a flush inside leg kick that landed like that in that fashion oh yeah 100 so 100 percent square on the cup but he can't cont- i mean come on like obviously now look they this
0: okay you know what it, they stopped the fight at least and it was called a no contest <sighs> I, I do think, I think you're right. I think in this case, I actually wouldn't mind seeing a DQ for Basharat here because it's so damaging. But but I think there's precedent for this one to be a no contest. I always The one I always think of, and I was talking about this with a, with a coworker after this happened, and he was like, have you ever seen a fight end on a groin strike before? And for whatever reason, I was blanking. The only one that came to mind was the one I always think of as the worst groin strike, Chris Tukesher. You remember Chris Tukcher, the heavyweight yeah. was a uh, Brock Lesnar's teammate way, mm-hmm. way back. He was fighting, yeah. uh, Gabriel Gonzaga. Can't remember the round, but he just gets nailed in the, in the, in the bits. And <laughs> I believe he had to get stretchered out. If I'm remembering okay. correctly, this went on for a while and, and he had to get taken out. If I, if I'm thinking right, Victor Henry ends up going to the hospital because of this. Like mm-hmm. you don't go to the hospital. You got inside leg kicked. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not what happened. Not <laughs> absolutely insane. Um, I, I can you think of another fight that ended on going so like, let's, let's say don't in the know UFC. It, I don't just let's limit it to that. I
1: remember I remember Bellator not too long ago. The guy got hit twice, like so Eric hard. Eric Pringle. So right so hard. I, I don't remember. That's the way name. back
0: in the tournament days. I think you're right. I think I remember that one.
1: It was recent though.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of and, a really well, old one. I'm thinking he, of Eric Pringle. I think that
1: happened. I, I don't know the I don't know the fighter's name, but he got yeah. he took two in the same round and he was down for a while for the first one, then he got crushed with the second one. I think they're like, All right, this is over. I don't this, remember it. Is that his name? Man, no.
0: Eric Pringle. Or is it, I'm Googling Eric Pringle right now, and the first thing that's coming up is somebody who worked on uh, the, the television series Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and the movie Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. So I don't think I'm thinking of the right person, huh. but there's de- – and it's not Percy Pringle because that is, of course, Paul Bear. Um, But <laughs> I could swear there was someone who fought for Valdez. It doesn't matter. We're, we're so off topic here. But um, yeah, I,
1: has ruled himself a winner by TKO. I don't know if you've seen this. Is that right? He's been battling oh, Josh Barnett. Shut up. He's saying he's faking it. This is this is garbage. I watched it a thousand times. It's a clean kick to the inside leg. That's horse. And and Josh Barnett is like, dude, or he's, or he's actually he sidestepped him. He went to his coach because I guess he respects his coach. He's like, get this guy under control. Mm-hmm. This is absurd. Yeah. So I think it's going to get to the point where Josh is going to, be, you know what? I'm I'm releasing the po- the photos. I'm showing you how bad you kicked him in in you know the groin. Let's hope not. Uh, that's where that's where it's heading.
0: No, it's not. It's escalating not. to that. I'm just going to gonna imagine it's not. I'm going to live in that world for a little while <laughs> until it changes. If I don't have to live there, I won't. Um, but yeah, I, I really would have been okay with a, a DQ here. I I think it probably is up to the the referee. In this particular... Case. Who, who was, was, this wasn't Lucas Bosaki.
1: I don't believe so, Okay, no.
0: Lucas Bosaki is the other one that we're about to talk about, actually, um, in our adventures in officiating.
1: Yes. Luca, yes, this was his... Was this the second fight he did?
0: Of the day, I don't remember if it was the second fight. It was the third fight on the card.
1: Yeah, I think it was the second one because in the first one, there was there was two groin strikes where no point was taken.
0: The fight the fight here we're talking about, by the way, is Muhammad Naimov getting the win over Nathaniel Wood. Won the first two rounds. Wood wins the third. Um... I think round one was pretty close, but we're not going to talk about that really. What we are going to talk about is the fact that throughout, the, fir- especially the first two rounds, but I think even in the third round, uh, Naimov just doesn't care about landing low blows, doesn't care about grabbing the cage to prevent a takedown and, and then landing his own takedown, all this stuff. It's-, it's just fouls with impunity. How about grabbing the glove? Grabbing the glove. I mean, every foul under the sun.
1: Up kicks, maybe? Upkicks to a grounded opponent, possibly. I don't, I don't remember one? that. I, don't.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I I was just watching it, but I, I don't remember that distinctly. Maybe it could right, have been but, another fight, could have been another But one. at any rate, Naimov is, is committing fouls just left and right. And he got, especially after the second groin strike, which the first one was probably was harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second, after the second groin strike, which like basically was the first strike of the second round, um, is right away. Lucas Bosaki, a very veteran referee from Poland. Uh, we've seen him probably every time they go to Abu Dhabi, he's even judged before. And I I thought he acquitted himself pretty fine as a judge too. Um, so to see him be so permissive of so many of these fouls, it just, it got to be comedy at a certain point. And and that's, that's really not a place you want to be. I don't think, I I don't, I don't think you want it to be comical how much a fighter is able to get away with cheating, like blatant cheating. And just no, like absolutely no repercussions. A warning is not a repercussion. I'm sorry, it's just not. A harsh warning. I don't care how harsh you make it. You call it a 12 out of 10 harsh warning. It doesn't change anything. There's still no penalty.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't like how. Seems like a lot of commissions are like, we don't want to influence. You know influence a decision a lot of like, officials will say this so, they
0: want to they kind of want to stay out of it unless they need to
1: right yes it's like but you didn't the, need to here they're like one you know one point is it, it you know takes away a win it, it, in a three-round fight it's detrimental it's here like, well, good don't foul
0: here good absolutely should have don't foul because we had I, I mean the the most blatant stuff here is of course the the low blows um i thought again the first one there's damage there there's real damage penalize that i don't care if you don't want to get involved you don't want to stop that kind of you don't want to punish somebody for that they made a giant mistake sorry they're gonna have to live with it we live in a world of consequences and fighting is its own consequences but you can't just we have it on the books for a reason like if it's not gonna get penalized take it off allow them to to kick each other in the nuts just i mean i i kept thinking to myself and i'm like you know what nathaniel wood should do at some point just soccer kick him just to see what would happen would he get a warning after being fouled just repeatedly throughout, if he gets one soccer kickoff, what happens? What happens at that? That's point? That's true.
1: That is a like good it, point. I, if
0: I'm a fighter, if I'm a fighter, and my opponent is is like blatantly fouling without repercussion, I'm gonna start blatantly fouling without repercussion and probably to a higher degree, and just just to see, because it's like at some point the referee can't punish you because they didn't punish the other person either. Like they've lost control of that fight. If that starts to happen.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, how, how often do we see in the NFL, you know, the retaliation is what gets flagged.
0: Yeah. So. 100%. And that's probably what would happen realistically. Again, I, I don't even think Lucas Basaki is a bad official. I really don't. But I think he absolutely 100% lost control of that fight and lost control of keeping things within the rules. And I don't think he did a good job in that fight. I think he did a bad job. And I think he did a disservice to Nathaniel Wood, who realistically shouldn't have left with anything less than a draw in that fight you could argue he even won round one but that's that's not the point the point is he should not have had to deal with all of the fouling the, i mean the fact that again there was a takedown that was prevented by a cage grab which then turned into very very rapidly thereafter a naimov takedown it's like when are we punishing these people i know you don't want to punish fence grabs and that kind of thing and there's not so much you could do either because they don't want to put you in different positions and stuff so when are you going to penalize them
1: Got to do something. It's it's just ridiculous. Point. I think p- points are perfect. Take a point. That's Take a it. point. Take Sorry. a point. Sorry, it, it's just the way it should be.
0: So I, I'm. I was really fired up about that one. I did not like to see that. I thought Nevando Wood got done wrong, and I don't think there's anything he can do. He could. He could. He could appeal, but, like, who's he going to appeal to? The UFC? The UFC's not going to do anything about it. Yeah, no. and, and either way, like, realistically, this is still the referee's decision, but I think the referee made a lot of uh, permissive decisions to the point that he lost control of the fight, and I think that's a bad job. I hate to say it, but I, I, that's mm-hmm. absolutely what happened, and I feel bad for Nathaniel.
1: I think Scott said it.
0: I think so. <laughs> going on to the judging. Unanimity report. 18 out of 23 unanimous rounds for a 78.3% unanimity. No 8-9 splits. We're only going to be talking about five rounds of who won. Not a bad night, I think, for the judges. I, I think they Pretty did good. okay. Pretty good. You know? Um, but we're going to be talking about two, and realistically, yeah, we're going to talk about a third round, all three rounds in uh, Hamza Shemaev's win over Kamar Usman. Majority decision, two twenty nine twenty sevens 29-27s and a 28-28. We had a unanimous round one uh, as a, a 10-8, which, first off, we've got to ask the question, is that a 10-7?
1: It's not a ten seven. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think it is a slam dunk ten eight. You know, and I, I, it's funny. You, you, please finish your thought. I don't want to interrupt you. I think to to circle back to to like a post mortem discussion. I think if if I'm in, if I was like the head regulator or whatever of the UFC or of the commission and I'm hosting that meeting, I I would be a little upset at a nine. Okay. I for for a round like that, I'd say I do think we have all three Ds. Damage, maybe not the highest I don't think we have damage. I really don't. But he was landing some heavy shots, especially right when it gets to the ground. He lands like five or six uh, hammer fists. Mm. And you're thinking, oh my, he's going to stop him right here. And it doesn't happen. He fights back, but then he has the back for like four whole minutes, body triangle for like close to, you know, two and a half. He has that super tight, super tight rear naked choke that Usman has to stand up. And try to dump him on his head to get out of. That's not technique. That's that's desperation. Sure. I think that gets put into the category of grappling damage. The duration and dominance were such to a high degree that I don't think the damage has to be that high to pull an eight there.
0: I don't disagree so. with anything you said. All right. But I did <laughs> put a 10-9 on, as, on my unofficial card that doesn't matter for literally anything. But they did put my card up on... Uh, on the broadcast, but I did make it clear that if you don't mind the damage not being there, this this is an aim.
1: Yeah, and I, and I, and saw I that, and yeah,
0: yeah I I wanted to make sure that people understood that like there's not the damage I don't think is there, but that realistically we saw it even in the video from Bellator 300 just the other day. Andy Foster made a point of right. explaining yeah. it. More to people, I felt like, again, watching the video than people in the room would probably know that. Maybe it's something would still would have been enhanced. We've sat in on California Commission, uh, meet, yeah. you know, the, the training meetings uh, with Andy. And Andy certainly speaks like that to other officials as well. So it's not necessarily totally out of place. But he reminds people that, listen, we kind of want that damage to be there. And I'm trying not to do an Andy Foster impression because <laughs> I, I respect Andy. Um, but <laughs> he, he wants the damage to be there. You know, and that that's going to be coming at some point in the revision process of the ABC uh, scoring criteria that they're using, that this is coming. You're going to want damage there. They're going to find a way to get it in there. It's not in there yet, but it is essentially being enforced in places like California, in Nevada, which is where a lot of these fights happen. You know, a lot of Bellator happens there in California. A ton of UFC happens in Nevada. This is where... Most of the major fights are happening, and that's how it's being scored. So, if you go by the standard that we have seen at most levels, I love an eight there because I do think it's a different round, like I often say. It very distinctly is not a nine in the sense of that, but how strict are they with the lack of damage being there? I don't know. It, it, this is why it's so messed up that we don't have it on the books yet. It needs to be clarified. If they can't get this in the on the books by next year for the commission uh, uh, conference, I'm trying to search the word conference. Um, if they can't get it for the next conference, like re- what are we waiting on? How hard can this be? If someone needs input, happy to share. I know how to word things. I know how to put this down. But we need to get it on the books because it's it it's amorphous. It changes based on where you are, and and I don't think it's right because this. This looks like an eight to me, but what do they want? I don't know anymore.
1: The thing is I do think we have damage. I think that's the argument. He was landing good punches. These weren't just pitter patter. Also, Kamara Usman is shut out for this round. But that's large margin. Like, they don't want large margin. It is a gigantic margin. It's but beyond, they don't they
0: don't care about large margin anymore. It's, that's it's, not what judges want anymore. But it's or commission it, officials, I should say.
1: He still did zero offense. Like, did he earn a nine? I don't think at all. No, not absolutely even, not. Kamaru Usman most definitely did not earn a nine. Like, absolutely not. So that's that's my my thing. I think I, at best on that night, Usman can win a draw. Or, yeah, at that point, it's a win if you get a draw. That's how I feel. So I, sure, if he escaped with and a draw. I, and, I saw three, and we did have a draw on one of the cards. I said three people's scores that I, I do respect. I respect Jay Petri. I respect you, and I respect Sean Sheehan. You all had it the same way, 29-28 for you Usman. You respect me? I wouldn't do the show if I didn't. Oh. <laughs> so, but, and I see you guys, but I'm like, man, what, what are you guys watching? That's kind of what I felt like. I was like, I can't be on an island here. And, uh, but again, <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Like, I, I kind of think
0: I'm wrong, as weird as that is. <laughs> Even when I put it, I felt wrong. That's why I made sure to explain it. Yeah. Because, I... but I'm, I'm left in this spot. And I, 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 obviously, my, I've made it clear. My score doesn't matter. I'm not a judge, no. I'm not an official judge. I've I've passed the training, but no one's ever said, "Hey, dude, you wanna you wanna go judge these fights
1: here?" And I've never <laughs> said and done it, so I'm not a judge. Like I, I, my opinion is 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 limited to that, right? You like those old school like MMA like underground fights. Hey, we need to, we need an opponent. Anyone wanna fight this guy? Well, like, I mean, hey, well that's how wanna... a lot of people became judges too. <laughs> anyone wanna judge this fight? <laughs> that's how people became referees. <laughs> it was like, ah, oh, we need somebody, yeah. so come
0: on in. We've heard that story before, man. Yeah. It's, it's actually <laughs> kind of common, weirdly enough. Um, but, man, I, again, I really felt like I was wrong. But I'm a, we're left in this weird place because of a lack of clarity in the criteria. And it needs to be there. It just needs to. It's so ridiculous yeah. that they have been unofficially doing it a certain way for two years. But we haven't bothered to get it on
1: the books. Get it on the books. Get it on the books. I, I felt, especially from where, where we were. I felt extremely confident that was eight across the board. Sure, from where we, uh, and it was where, where it took it, place.
0: And ultimately, it was. I don't want to keep beating this mm-hmm. dead horse, you know. Um, it was a ten-eight across the board. And and again, I'm actually very glad it was. It, it kind of almost restored my faith, <laughs> in in a weird way, right? Um, but yeah, I, you know, to kind of circle back to to answer and move on from, uh, the original question. Yeah, this is not a ten-seven. I don't think it's coming close. The damage is certainly not overwhelming, you know. It's not. You don't even was it. I wasn't, wasn't going to get there. All right. All right. You, you kind of paused waiting for me. I'm like, no, you got to agree with me.
1: Here's what I thought. I, I thought dominance was next level. Dominance I, was next level. I thought duration was next level. It was and pretty I, close. Yeah, I, and, I, I don't mind it. And I thought damage got there. No. So I didn't think it got to next level. It didn't. Certainly oh, didn't come right. close to overwhelming.
0: When you say there, you mean eight. It, yeah. it got okay. there. Not to seven. It,
1: right. Yeah, it went over to Notch.
0: Yeah, we're we're a we're an audio podcast. When you do your oh, hand thing, no one saw. It. Yeah, <laughs> no one saw my hand. <laughs> no one, one saw your hand. hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, again, still a 7. It's just the way it is. And the damage is definitely the most important thing, I think, for the, the 7. So mm-hmm. we, without that, I mean, if we're only talking about maybe it's there for an 8, certainly there for the sevens.
1: So no, not, not for sure.
0: All right, but let's yeah. move on to actual contested rounds here because that was the 10-7 yeah. watch, um, which we actually didn't put on here, but now we are talking about it. So we, that was good. We got we it in. We didn't it. have any other 8s, right? No, no. no. I thought so. Let's go to round 2 because this is actually a contested round. Um, and both rounds two and three are contested, and they actually have a, an impact on the actual final result of this fight. So let's talk about round two. Why don't you set it would happen. Yeah,
1: I don't think really anything of significance happens for four minutes. Uh, they each throw you know, a couple jabs, a couple leg taps, you know, nothing of real intent or good impact on it. Not sure anything even landed that cleanly or strongly. But uh, what, around a minute left, Usman lands two good shots to the head and a strong leg kick. That's really what put it over for me. And I this is an Usman round. Um, there was that takedown, but nothing happens off that. Straight to side control from Hamza. I think maybe he landed a body shot, maybe. Nothing really there. Uh, kind of a terrible round.
0: It was a coming cr- oh. round. It was a come down round. And obviously, yeah. like you're saying, and Hamza is saying that he's coming off of, all right, I broke my hand in the first round. Yeah. What am I supposed to do here, you know?
1: Yeah, 10-9 Usman.
0: Yeah, I, I got 10-9 Usman. It's not like it's the most clear of rounds, and there's not a whole lot happening on the whole so yeah. this isn't the type of round where I would go crazy either way. Low volume. I, I did side with Usman. I just thought that his lands were more effective overall, mm-hmm. um, especially later in the round. Like we're talking about, where we actually seeing some things kind of happen here. Um, not, not, not. I, I'm not fully. I'm not in any way like vehemently against Vito Palillo giving it to Jemaya. So we saw the majority. You and I, for, with Derek Cleary and uh, David Letheby, huh. uh, round three.
1: I thought this round was, was uh, much better than the second round. Definitely. Oh yeah, there's a lot more, dr- and there's drama too. Uh, Usman seems to be landing better. Nothing exceptional, but uh, Hamza isn't doing much uh, in return. Maybe a couple shots here and there before he gets it to the ground.
0: And like right at the midway yeah. point of the round, too. It was like it was almost like a, a half demarcation.
1: He's uh he's kind of grinding Usman into the ground. Good shoulder pressure, a couple decent strikes, but gets back up with the final thirty seconds, and they just let the hands go because uh, uh, Chamayo's is finding like my my right hand I guess it doesn't hurt in this last 30 seconds I'm gonna let it fly I don't really think anybody landed much. Uh, in that final 30 seconds,
0: I thought Usman landed a little bit better in there, actually. I did favor him a okay. little bit. Okay, in more. that final flurry. Yeah, in the final yeah. flurry. I, I thought yeah. he was starting to get a little bit of it. Not just because he's coming forward, it's not it's not the whole Diego Sanchez thing. I, I thought he actually managed to get, like, maybe it was just one in there. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't fight changing yeah. for, on that particular strike. but
1: uh, Regardless, I like it for Usman. I don't have an issue either way, uh, but I'm on Usman 10 9.
0: I don't have an issue, I guess, with it because. It really comes down to uh, how much you're supposed to weigh the grappling that's happening relative to the striking that had happened, right? The I didn't think Chimaev accomplished a whole lot down there. He's in a decent position, but he's not using it very well.
1: No, he's just grinding the shoulder. Really not? Which, I mean, sure. Yeah, like so. that's
0: that can diminish your opponent. You know, it's not negligible, but it's more annoying, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I mean, you're not gonna finish the fight that way. That's for sure. I'll, I'll
1: say this. I did not score it live, but I felt like it was a Chemaev win at the end. Mm-hmm. I felt like round two was a, was a toss-up, and round three was probably the best chance Usman had of winning a round. It was his best round, I mm-hmm. guess, is what I'm saying. Um, but I guess from coming off of round one, when you're just thinking of the fight as a whole, it feels like he clearly should win mm-hmm. so that's kind of i didn't score the, the individual rounds so, um right. until the rewatch until the rewatch
0: got yeah. it yeah i was gonna say at some point you must have yeah. right because we yeah. talk about this yeah. stuff all right yeah. just making sure <laughs> uh <laughs> clarify for the for the listeners as well um yeah i, I don't know i i really think this should be scored a newsman but i but i don't have a problem with Derek cleary scoring it for Chumaev. it just which one of them is getting closer to finishing this fight? I I do feel like what Usman's doing is actually getting a little bit closer. To, I'm not saying he almost finished the fight. Don't don't you know? Yeah. Don't take my words out of context. But one of them was doing something that was diminishing the opponent. I think more and more effective in trying to get the fight to its natural conclusion. And I don't think it was Jemayev. Yeah, that's that's, that's how I feel. Fair. Um, but again, there there's a lot of room in the criteria for something like this to go the other way. So unless we clarify that in a meaningful way, there's certainly a reason that Derek Cleary scored it that way. And it, it, I don't, I don't think he's wrong. I just, I feel good about the way I scored it for Usman. Same as you. Mm-hmm. Um, and judges, uh, Palillo and Leatherby, also saw him our way. Uh, but again, and by the way, this is like one of the very few rounds. It's been a long time since I remember Derek Cleary being the out judge and he's judged a, a lot one? of rounds yeah. lately, man. So the streak comes to an end, but man, I'm impressed with it. That was a real good run from Derek Cleary mm-hmm. there. Not that it meant he was right every time. I think we went against him on some, some couch side overrides, but we never thought any of the scores were bad anyway. but still nonetheless, recognize, recognize some impressiveness when it happens on the judging side. So nice, nicely, nice job on the whole this year by Derek Cleary. I just want to point that out. Um,
1: seems like he took a bit of the summer off and kind of, was missing for a minute.
0: I don't know. I didn't know. I, I, I don't always notice. Sometimes oh. I do. Sometimes I don't. Um, Maybe he did. Maybe he went away. I don't know.
1: I hope he had a great vacation.
0: I hope he had an amazing vacation. I don't even know if he took a vacation, but I hope everybody has an amazing vacation. Uh, yeah. Except for, you know, especially, you know what? You know who really needs a vacation? Hmm. That ringside doctor. <laughs> Get his mind right. Send him anyway. Vacation. Anyway. Um, this actually, it's kind of a weird fight. That I'm going to wrap this up before we move on to the next one in pointing out that this is kind of an alternative decision.
1: I I knew you were going to go there cuz I, I was I, I'm glad you brought it up cuz I wanted to talk I wanted did. to ask you about this. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, it
0: kind of I mean, it kind of is an alternative decision because How does it work? We this? have Usman is the majority round winner in both rounds 2 and 3, but only judge David Letheby gave him both rounds 2 and 3. If for some reason round 1 had been scored a 10-9, and we don't need to get into that whole thing again. I think we covered it. Um this would have been a much more traditional alternative decision like what we talk about because we have a, a one solid try around across the board and then two rounds that the two judges kind of different judges ended up mm. seeing it that way so yeah that would have been that in our alternative world we would look at this and say this is a draw because so, Usman won rounds two and three
1: so you're saying this is an alternative draw it's an alternative draw all right and, and, I think it's first
0: alternative draw that I can remember right. us talking about on that's this nice. show <laughs> good job coining that term sir there you go I was not going to do that so that's all you well done. Uh, <laughs> let's move on, though. We've got three more rounds to do, and I think we're probably a little less contentious than pro- probably. The- I don't even know if it was contentious. but this, this is
1: the most interesting round, actually, the one that we're talking about.
0: I still think some of them. I, I was fascinated in the, the breaking down the eight. But anyway.
1: Oh, that uh, uh, other than that. Too, but, I got
0: you. Got you. Yeah. So we're moving on to Mo- uh, Muhammad Mokayev getting the win. Comeback victory over Tim Elliott via submission. Arm triangle choking the third round. But. He's losing this fight through two rounds. Two judges had it 20 to 18 in Elliott's favor. They're split on round two. So we do have one judge. Uh, incidentally, it is Derek Cleary in this case um, who had it for Mikhaev. What's happening in this round? This is interesting. Yeah. You're right.
1: Right out of the gate, Mikhaev shoots double and gets stuck in an arm and guillotine. Solid attack uh, from Tim Elliott. Uh Probably not gonna finish. And typically, that you know the arm in doesn't really get finished that much. It could happen. Uh, it can. It can happen. I'm not saying it can't, but but he seemed okay. He wasn't panicking, and he, and he does escape. Uh, but then Tim Elliott's landing really good off his back. Good elbows. Mikhail's not really returning fire much. He's just kind of you know trying to control his posture, and not get hit. Um, and we're here for the duration of the round. Uh, Elliott's definitely ahead, and then you know when Mikhail does stand up. And he comes back down. And he gets locked up in a triangle. It's a tight triangle. Micah pretty much desperate here. He lifts him up and he pile drives Tim Elliott on his head, which to correct DC is allowed. It is allowed. It is allowed. If you're in a submission, the person in the submission has control of their body to let go to prevent that.
0: In in, in, uh, in
1: Celebrity Deathmatch, Judge Mills Lane would say, I'll allow it.
0: <laughs>
1: which so. I mean, in DC, he was, he was all over the place. As ever. ever. <laughs> anyways after this elliot shuts down for like at least a minute and he's just hanging on it looked like he was seeing stars to me uh and he kind of confirmed that
0: after the round apparently too they, so, they were saying that yeah. they had caught that on the audio between rounds two and three that he uh, sort of was uh he, he said he kind of what is he, he flashed he flashed that's right that was the term um when that happens, so yeah, I, I mean, if you can observe that in real time, well, he's oh, great. That's job. well, that's
1: the thing. Like he, he, he just stopped. after he gets slammed. He's like, oh boy, like he's he's just, his demeanor's completely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's just kind of hanging on. Eventually, he does start throwing some strikes, but nothing like what we saw before. I do, I completely agree that this is a, a round swing slam, and I am uh in the minority here scoring this one for Mikhail.
0: You are, but man, I was really close. I, I think. It's one of those things where I didn't identify it the same way in real time that that was like that Elliot was really compromised in that in that way and if the reason Derek Cleary gave it that way had to do with that I mean man like even more kudos to Depends Derek Depends where Cleary he's for se- that. where he's seated. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't observe, I didn't observe where the judges oh. were for this particular round. Um but either way, I mean I mean Derek Cleary is a is has has credentials as a grappler if i understand correctly and yes. and would certainly understand this probably a lot better than i would um it, it's tricky because that not just because he's a, a very hyper experienced judge the, too.
1: the submission is in it's locked in yeah if he doesn't get dumped on his head he's getting guys going to sleep mm-hmm. so it, and i i gave a lot of points true. to that so it's really a tricky situation mm-hmm. here yeah
0: i feel like this is one of those things where if you pick that up like it makes a lot easier to go the other way i didn't so I have to be honest with myself, and I, I gave it a ten nine 9 Elliot. But yeah, what, hindsight being what it is, I feel much easier giving it to mm. Um, you, you caught that in real time, though? You, or you just well, waited in, in, that way?
1: In real time, I knew he's messed up. Sure. That he just got dumped on his head. And I'm th- and I'm, but I'm also, in real time, I'm thinking, DC, just let it go. <laughs> you thought hair pulling was okay. <laughs> like, and now you're just feeling to, you know, to throw out things you know about the rules, and you were wrong on this one. And i that's what was in my head most of the way, but I, and I, like i said, I, I didn't score any fight live mm-hmm. in my head, I know that he's flashed. I don't know if that plays a part in my second viewing of the round to score it, yeah, yeah, that's true' totally possible um, and that's that's where it comes in where did where was Derek Cleary seated? can he did he can he pick if he's close by, yeah, he can see that, sure, most likely so, but I do think i I do think it's it's very easy to point out that Elliot is not the same fighter after this, sure. So
0: and and yeah, as long as you can make that argument, especially in a post-mortem, it's a very easy argument to make. And I mean, I, I like it. This this is definitely a fascinating round. Um, I did side with the majority for whatever that's worth. Which, uh, again, with Elliot, yeah, are scoring it for Elliot. There. Sided with uh, again Judge Leatherby and Daryl Ransom on this one, and you sided with uh, Judge Cleary. Cleary's your guy. Clearly. <laughs> no, uh, no, Bruce Buffer uh, oh. w- would would uh, would agree though. <laughs> uh two more rounds here. Let's go to <laughs> Well, we're circling back to Jabir Bashrat and Victor Henry. We know what happened here. Round 2, no contest. Illegal groin strike. I don't care about accidental. Illegal. Mm. Uh round 1 is split though. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a feeling out round, uh, at least for much of the beginning of it. Uh, both guys throwing a couple of leg kicks early. I think as the round progresses, Bashrat's the one that's opening up the attacks, more targets, landing uh, a little bit more successfully. Henry's best work is that front kick to the body and his leg kicks. I kind of felt like this, this round was a race where anytime Henry wanted to, he could pass him and just chose not to. Uh, he just paced with him and never pulls ahead. I think Bashrat by a hair, 10-9.
0: Yeah, I heard it that way too. I I don't have uh anything really to add to that. I think you did just fine with there. Um, so you know we both agreed with judges Ben Cartledge and uh, Cesare Wojciechowski. David Leatherby was uh, the judge on his own seeing this for Henry. But yeah, this is, this is not around to get hung up on, and a fight didn't matter anyway. Technically, kind of didn't happen. <laughs> Except for or, you know all yeah. the damage that happened to uh, Victor Henry's, uh, I guess ability to have children. Hopefully not. Hope not. Unless he already, if, he, if he's already finished,
1: has him. Or Honestly. maybe he just
0: doesn't want him. You know what? Maybe
1: maybe it's a blessing in disguise. All right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this fight had three, and it only had one official result, but they had three results. Bashrat thinks he won by TKO. Sure, yeah. The no contest. And I think it should be DQ. Mm-hmm. So what's what is it? I it's, guess it's a it's no a contest. fight that never happened. It's not on their. It's going to happen it's again. It's no contest. They're, they are definitely going to rematch well, again.
0: And now for sure. And now there's some like actual bitterness there too. So God, watch this. So, this will probably be headlining at Apex. He's getting one of those.
1: <laughs> if he doesn't already, Victor Henry will be buying one of those steel cups Joe Rogan talks about.
0: Oh yeah, he hasn't <laughs> talked about that in a while. I feel like he does I don't he's think he talks him. about it as much.
1: He's off. He'll be back on it that, eventually. Yeah, he if he was got. on this fight, he'd be on it. Yeah, but he doesn't travel. I like that. I would love that job.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um What final round here. It was in uh Trevor Peaks win over Muhammad Yahya. 30 27, twice 29 2928 So this is not really the most dramatic of fights. It wasn't even a super great Trevor Peak fight. Uh, but we we're split on round one, so let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, Picks um wow, pick. I said pick. Peak, Peak? sits Yeah, there's two too easy yeah. there, sir. Peak sits down, yeah, yeah, briefly. And gets a cage clinch, quick trip. Nothing really happens there. They work their way back up. Peak has him clinch against the fence. They're exchanging knees for a while. I do think Peek uh, is winning this portion of the fight. When they separate, Peek uh, landed some good leg kicks. A couple times off balancing Yaya. It's not really a, a large margin. Not even a big. It's He's just ahead, clearly, I think, mm-hmm. at this point in the round. It's that last 20 seconds where Peak gets stuck in an anaconda. It's decent. I don't think it's that great. Defended well. I didn't think it got enough. Uh, I don't think it was enough there to take the round. So I'm on peak ten nine.
0: Yeah, I I didn't flip because of that. That I think that that's what it must come down to. I I don't I don't know what Judge Cartledge, who was the the lone judge here seeing it for, yeah uh, yeah, went that way. But I have to imagine that probably played a, a key role in it. I didn't get there. Um, I always defer to someone of Ben's knowledge. He is, ha- has been very helpful mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. us understanding I'm... as a former guest on our show. Ben's great. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't I didn't go that way. I, I went for Peek. I thought that he did enough to, let's say stave off what had happened in the, those final 20 seconds. Yeah, you know what I,
1: I gave a lot of weight to when Peak was hitting the leg kicks while Yaya was standing on one leg mm-hmm. and off balancing him. I thought those were probably the most effective strikes of the round. Okay. Outside of the knockdown, sure, of course, but yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah. And so it we, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a crazy knockdown. He just sat him down. Like he didn't lose consciousness, he didn't sure. lose control of his body. Just sat down, and got back right away.
0: But yeah, we ended up uh, in the majority here for peak or pick, 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 pick <laughs> Yeah, uh, judges Vito Palillo and Clemens Werner, uh, who was also uh, working this event, they both had this the same as you and I that is it for contested rounds. 5 finishes, not counting the two no contests cuz they're not finishes. Uh 3 3 ko or TKOs, two submissions, three fights uh were finished in the first
1: round. Uh, what was uh what was your favorite of the five? Uh Sai Nurmagomedov snatching up the neck of Muin Gafarov, super fast. Was
0: it was so a... there was like there was debate on about this. I think they called it a guillotine choke. That's a ninja choke, it's right? It's the ninja choke the yeah. no arm dars. Yeah. 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 The,
1: yeah, the Dan Miller special. <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? Uh I
0: had I had Mike Breeden uh literally letting the dog out and barking <laughs> his way to a, was... a comeback victory over uh, Anshul Jubilee. Right? That was his name, Anshul Jubilee? Yeah. Um yeah, I, you just you saw him completely fade when breeden starts barking and just letting out this primalness while he's doing it it was
1: so ridiculous he was roughing i could not believe
0: that this is what turned the fight around and it's you got
1: to gotta psych yourself up
0: <laughs> but how did this happen
1: it's like out of a movie a, like a, like a comedy movie and his his well his eye was hanging his skin was hanging from his eyebrow it's kind of gross
0: only, only in mma sir this is a yeah. weird sport we have
1: <laughs> Hey, you yeah. Got it.
0: but yeah kudos to him I th- to come back and get the tko there and he just he, he basically bullied and and freaked out Anshul jubilee into a tko in a lot of ways that, that was that was a sight to behold
1: <laughs> yeah that was and again the- and
0: again he was down on all cards it was 2018 jubilee up to that yeah, no, point yeah, all ju- he has to do is prevent defense jubilee was cruising because lord knows they're not going to take any points from him
1: yeah he got, you know, i mean
0: at, at some point he could have run done the caleb stars or maybe even just turned around and ran i don't <laughs> think they're taking any points there's no points to be taken so, so whatever after. just do whatever you have to do to hold on to win <laughs> I, like uh, if he's barking the dog i mean run away like you're being chased by a dog
1: yeah, I had a good tweet for this one, too. And I'm, I'm yeah. kind of mad it didn't get put on the broadcast. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. My other ones you, did. you got some other ones on there. I saw.
1: But he flambéed Cherry's Jubilee. I thought it was perfect. Didn't happen. Didn't get up there.
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't love guy's, it.
1: Guy's name is, is Cherry's Jubilee. He got flambéed. That's it. If I got a thing. If, if your n- last name is Foster, your nickname is automatically Bananas. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say Australian for beer.
1: <laughs> nah. No, you're Bananas Foster. I don't get it. If your last name is Jubilee, your nickname should be Cherries. And it should be Cherries Jubilee. And that's where I'm at. Is that a food? Yeah. I legitimately don't know what you're talking about. You don't know about. what Bananas Foster is? No. I don't know oh what any my. of these things are. You like bananas? They're okay. Bananas Foster. My kids love bananas. Bananas Foster on ice cream is all time. Mm-hmm. It's 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 bananas cooked and with like brown sugar and a bunch of other stuff. And then it's topped off with like a, a rum. I would think it's a rum, which is flambéed. And it becomes this syrupy bananas and you pour it over to ice cream and it is absolutely delicious and they do the similar thing with cherries and it's called cherries Jubilee and the guy's name is Jubilee so it's kind of close to Jubilee no I mean I get the pun there
0: once yeah, you explain it there like, we go yeah yeah and I'm I'm, 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 I'm all in on puns you man. are that's a not dessert problem. guy yeah but I, and I'm you know I'm eating like I mean cookies and brownies and cake and crap bananas Foster is next level it's always food with you holy macaroni and all this other stuff it is that's baloney You love your food. Always baloney.
1: No, you know baloney doesn't count as a food because since the day you corrected me (laughs) about the spelling, it's still baloney, man. In America, we've come to that realization that we're just going to change it to baloney, even if it's not spelled that way. My baloney has a first name. It's like it's like the word colonel.
0: Like it's spelled colonel. Yeah, that's right. Where's the r? Mm -hmm. You got got any biology lessons we want to get into before we get because we don't have any fights to talk about next week. So we could just talk about biology next week.
1: What's that song? What's that song? old song? What are you? T- what are Ain't you? Talking what are your about references? Biology. All of a sudden, what? Don't know much about history. Something, something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I was I, gonna let you that's go, a man. Song. That's a I song. was gonna let you riff. I don't. Yeah, it's a song.
0: Ah, well. Either way, we don't have any fights to break down this coming week. We're not gonna get into anything. There's no UFC. There's no Bellator. There's no PFL. So we're staying away from that.
1: I, I don't know. Pro- probably slap. Because they advertise it thirty times, just gonna pretend the pay per view like
0: I I don't actually hear the words that are coming out of your mouth (laughs) right now. So
1: stupid. It you know what when when they advertise it Mm -hmm. when DC's talking about it, it's like I know you don't care for this. (laughs) Like you one hundred percent think this is an absolute joke, Mm -hmm. and you're the one who doesn't care what he says. Usually, he'll usually speak his mind. Speak your mind about this ridiculousness, sir.
0: You can believe what you want to if you're properly compensated.
1: I could shill for the best of them. <laughs> I bet
0: you could. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to do
1: your job, man. <laughs> all right. That does it. I'm not sure what we're going to do on for next Monday. We'll have something fun, I We'll think.
0: figure something fun out, or maybe we won't. Maybe it won't be fun at all. I don't know. Check it out to find out. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll teach you some more about biology. I don't know. I'll plan a lesson. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody.